Victory, victory, victory. What is your identity? Who are you? What is your name? My name is victory. And I know who I am. Amen. Thank God for that song of inspiration. I know who I am. My name is Victor. And we're going to get into our confession. Uh, this is a new time for Words of Deliverance Christian Center. Uh, between 12.15 and 12.30 shall, until, I would say, 2 p.m. or 1.45 p.m. For the name of Jesus, we confess your will over our finances today, that we have given the tithes of our increase, and we claim the wings of heaven blessings for our lives, Malachi 3 and 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove now herewith, and prove me now herewith our tithes, said the Lord of hosts, who is the host of our giving. If I will not open your windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Thank you, Father. Our mind is alert, and we hear you, and we hear your voice, and the voice of the stranger we will not follow. John 10. To him, the third verse, to him the potter opened, and the sheep hear his voice, and he called his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth forth, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from them, for they know not the voice of strangers. Thank you, Father. We receive now doors of opportunity, favor, open for our lives and family. Father, we have given to the poor. Therefore, we will never lack. We will always have an adequate amount and adequate amount and adequate resources in all things. And you are raising up others to use their power, ability, and influence to help us. We look forward every day, Father, for your spirit to speak to men and women concerning giving to us. And in the name of Jesus, those to whom your spirit has designated are free to obey and give to us, as it is written, Luke 6 and 38, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. In Jesus' name, we believe every need is met with heaven's best. We have given for the support of your work and to those who teach your word. We prophesy, Philippians 419, that you would supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we thank you, Father. We have lived the best and enjoyed the best in every area of our lives. Father, you said, Job 22, 28, thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee because of our covenant with covenant vow with you for your kingdom and earth. Now this is our decree. Our family is debt-free and healthy for the 
wisdom and insight, you give us richly all things to enjoy. 1 Timothy 6, 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Now, Satan, we bind your activity in our lives, and we loose the angels. Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We thank you for the ministering spirits of God to minister for us and bring in all the necessary finances so that we may continue to finance the kingdom of God. Father, your word declares that our giving increases the fruits of our righteousness. Philippians 1.11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. In Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. We thank you, Father. We have the abundance of life, the abundance of peace, the abundance of joy, the abundance of patience, the abundance of temperance, and the abundance of goodness operating in our lives. We thank you for the maximum return on our giving is ours because we get to promote the name of Jesus and the gospel in the earth. In Jesus' name. Thank God for that confession. Giving and sending his word back to him because that's his word. The word says that it would not come back to him void. Amen. Father God, in Jesus' name, we hope that this message of healing scriptures will saturate your people and that they may become healed from whatever sickness or disease or mental disorders that's bothering them. In Jesus' name, God, we pray that your word just saturate and just go all into their minds, their subconscious mind, talk to their body, talk to their spirit, God, give them revelation knowledge and help them to believe that your word is true. Jesus in Matthew, the ninth chapter, starting the 35th verse, and I'm reading. scriptures that are written.
destroy whatever that's in the subconscious mind that is trying to take you away from you believing God's word, and not only believing God's word, but protecting you from sicknesses and disease because once it gets into your subconscious mind, then that disease or that sickness teaches you how to become part of them. So we need to get these spirits out of your subconscious mind and replace it with God's work, which is the healing scriptures of his word. Acts 10. Acts 10. 38th chapter. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And this is the purpose of ministry to heal them that are oppressed of the devil, and God, Emmanuel, will be with us. Amen. So, what we need to do is get in God and allow the Holy Spirit to help us in the ministry to heal that are oppressed, to, to cast out the devil, to cast them out, the ones that are sick and or diseased. Amen. Acts. And it reads how God anointed Jesus of the of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Father in me, or else believe me for the 
he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I do unto my Father. So when Jesus was saying that when he ascended, when he ascends to heaven, and he leaves us with greater works, because he goes to his Father, Once he ascends to heaven at that time, then we have to carry the work on. And it's going to be greater works according to the word of John 14, 11, that we should do. Because he goes unto my father. He goes unto his father. So he's leaving us the ministry that we're carrying on the work of healing, the works of miracles, and greater works. This is John 14 and 11 verse. Now, I'm going to read to you scriptures for the subconscious for the subconscious mind and it reads starting at Isaiah and you guys can write these scriptures down and get them in your spirit uh, so God can move on your behalf. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dis dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea. I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Amen. Now these scriptures, once they get in your spirit, stuff comes from and through your subconscious mind because first the picture is being painted and then once the picture is painted and you begin to continue to see that picture that's being painted in your mind and if I'm it's so not sorry. and I'm running for president because climate change is a national emergency I'll declare it's it on one and create millions of jobs by rebuilding America and cleaning up our air. If it's not according to God's word, then you know it's an enemy that's trying to bring things through your subconscious mind. And that's the only way he can operate is through your subconscious because once it reaches your subconscious mind, then the subconscious will manifest whatever's in there. 
So we have to protect our subconscious mind with, with God's word. And if you want healing, of course, you can repeat or quote out loud or read out loud healing scriptures that can attach itself to your subconscious mind and bring deliverance. And also, yes, they can lay on hands and cast out the devil as well. But as far as the subconscious mind, that can work also. So the scriptures, Jeremiah 17, 14, hear me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Right. 
unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. Now, you can cast out spirits with God's word. When the angels come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast the spirit out, the spirits, and he cast out the spirits with his words, with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. So you can cast out the spirits with God's word. Matthew 9, 35. Read that one. Matthew 15, 30, 31. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, many others and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them. And so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the limit to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. He not just healed some, but in this ministry, all can be Delivered 
place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is God's word. Get it in your spirit. Yeah. 
him sink into the stream. Now, this is what you call string revival or tip revival or, or outside revival or just speaking the knowledge of God. And not only speaking the knowledge, but carrying out within it what has been spoken or manifesting the words of healing and manifesting the words of being made whole. Laying him on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. See, people say some of them. But God says, heal everyone. Galatians, third chapter, 13 verse, right there, redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone. So Jesus redeemed us from the curse. He made a curse for us because he was he hanged on the tree. Jesus, James, the fifth chapter, 13 through 16. If any will be afflicted, let him pray. Is any Mary, let him sing. Walking, and he, he sees the, the man's right hand 
beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement and were mystified at what had happened to him. But Peter began to preach. And Peter began to teach. Now, while he was still holding on to Peter and John, all the people early amazed, ran together and crowded around them at the covered porch called Solomon's Portico. And Peter, seeing this, said to the people, you men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Why are you staring at us? As though by our own power or goodness, godliness, we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant and son Jesus, doing him this honor, the one whom you handed over and disowned and rejected before Pilate. When he had decided to release him, but you disowned and denied the holy and righteous one and asked for the pardon of a murderer to be granted to you, but you killed the prince, the author, the originator source of life, whom God raised boldly from the dead, bodily from the dead. To this fact, we are witnesses. Like I spoke last week about the witness, which started the Pentecostal movement. We have seen the risen Christ. In the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom ye see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health and complete wholeness in your presence. Now, brothers, Peter is still preaching. I know that you acted in ignorance, not fully aware of what you were doing, just as your rulers did also. And so God has fulfilled what he foretold by the mouth of his prophets, which I talked about in the Old Testament, which were the three part of, part of the three phases to the Pentecostal movement. I know that you act in ignorance, not fully aware of what you were doing, just as your rulers did so. And so God has fulfilled what he foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, would suffer. So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, Return to God, seek his purpose for your life, so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. And that we have, that, that we may send to you Jesus the Christ, who has been appointed for you heaven must keep until the time for the complete restoration of all things about which God promised through the mouths 
love of his holy prophets from ancient time. Moses said, the Lord did, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your countrymen. You shall listen to him and obey everything he tells you. And it will be that every person that does not listen to and he that prophet Take over like Jehu, great 
besides Jehu, but Jehu had the spirit of God and he threw her down. He was looking for her. We need to look. We need to look, God. We need to search and destroy. Search and destroy. We need the spirit of Jehu when he searched and destroyed Jezebel. He searched and destroyed the kingdom of the enemy. We need to search and destroy every work of the enemy and heal God's people. Heal their minds, God. Deliver them from oppression. WDCC23 at yahoo.com. God is in the healing business. And God can hear you right now. Father, touch every infirmity, every sickness and disease, God. Heal them all through your word and by your word, God. In Jesus' name.
Understanding of his people through his vessels. And we thank you for that, God. Because you are the only true God. My name is Apostle A.D. Jackson, Words of Deliverance Christian Center. And we are going into a service that I believe that we all need to know and understand in our situations, and not only in our situations, but to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you, we magnify you. Let this message go forth with power and understanding. Let this message go forth with your word and break every yoke, destroy every yoke, God, through your anointing. Let your anointing flow. Let revelation knowledge be the king of your wisdom because your wisdom is king and because you are our king of kings. You are our Lord of lords. You are our God of God's God. And we thank you and we magnify you in we pray that the yokes be broken and destroyed because of the anointing. Proverbs, the first chapter, starting at the first verse, 
through the seventh verse, and we're going to talk about some things that we need to know and understand. I'm going to read Proverbs in the Amplified Bible. And it reads, the Proverbs, truths obscurely expressed. This is the first verse. Maxims of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know skillful and godly wisdom and instruction to discern and comprehend the words of understanding and sight to receive instruction in wise behavior and the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, justice, and integrity, that prudence, good judgment, astute common sense may be given to the naive or inexperienced who are easily misled. Can I read that fourth verse again? That prudent, Prudence, good judgment, astute common sense may be given to the naive or inexperienced who are easily misled. And knowledge and discretion, intelligence, discernment to the youth. The wise will hear and increase their learning. And the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and skill to steer his course, course wisely and lead others to truth. To understand a proverb and a figure of speech or an enigma with its, with its interpretation and the words of the wise and their riddles that require reflection. Seventh verse, the reverent fear of the Lord, that is, worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome, is the beginning of the preeminent part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence. But arrogant fools despise, but arrogant fools despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. And my text for today is wisdom over experience. If you read that latter part of that seventh verse, knowledge is starting point of its essence. And listen at this, but arrogant fools despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. And he talks about the inexperience. So wisdom over experience is damage control. When you have wisdom, you can control your surroundings. And when I say wisdom, I'm talking about the wisdom of God. I'm talking about the word of God. Wisdom over experience prevents being damaged or hurt 
or influenced by the fiery dots of the wicked, by temptation, if you have wisdom. Wisdom over experience, damage control. Wisdom is the principal thing. The word of God is the wisdom of God. And in the King James Version, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtle to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the word of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom, instruction. Why? Because they don't want to hear it. Now, the fool, but fools despise, wis despise wisdom and instruction which will take you into a silent experience. Can I say that again? But fools despise wisdom and instruction, which will take you into a silent experience. Wisdom speaks, but experience is silent. Wisdom speaks and, and experience is silent. So when you're going through a situation, wisdom speaks and it can prevent you from going further in that situation or that harm or that damage that's gonna cause harm to you, but experience will keep silent and won't tell you anything and allow you to go through this experience, why? Because experience is silence. Experience cannot tell you anything until after you come out of that experience and then here comes wisdom. But wisdom speaks to prevent you from going in to certain experiences in your life. If you take hold and heed to the word of God. If you listen and let wisdom speak then it can prevent you from going through certain experiences. Why? Because experience does not speak. Experience is silent. John, John, James, first chapter, one through five, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Abroad, greeting. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, if any of you, if any of you lack wisdom, the fifth verse, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, 
that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Can I read that key verse again? The fifth verse of James, the first chapter. But let patience, the, the, fifth, the fifth verse, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all, not some, all men liberally. In other words, freely and upbraid of not. In other words, wisdom does not hold back any information that you need when you fall into diverse temptations. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth him to all men freely and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Just paint that in your spirit, in your minds, picture that, and let that capture into your subconscious mind that if any of you lack wisdom, all you have to do is ask. And it will be given to you freely. In other words, God is not going to hold back any information to you that is for you. Wisdom speaks. Experience is silent. Wisdom speaks. Experience is silent. So it is wisdom that is over Experience, in other words, wisdom is the king over experience. Why? Because wisdom is a preventive measure of certain experiences or circumstances that tries to come into your life. In the Amplified, James, write these scriptures down. James, the first chapter, starting at the first verse. And this information is great to have because some people say that experience is the best teacher. No, the wisdom of God is the best teacher because the wisdom of God speaks to you in order for you not to fall into diverse temptations. If you lack wisdom, just ask God, Lord, teach me or speak to me, God, to me about this situation that I am in that I may get out safely. Amen. That's James, first chapter, first verse. In the Amplified, James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 Hebrew tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles. Now they've been scattered abroad among the Gentiles. In the Dispersion, greetings, rejoice. Consider it not but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Listen. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. 
and let endurance have its perfect result and do a th thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. The fifth verse, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame and it will be given to him but he must ask for wisdom that's the sixth verse but he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting without being dubious God's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind to and fro. So, ask. In other words, God is not going to judge you. He's going to help you in your situation. Now, you notice in the Amplified, it talks about experience. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Now you've been through before and you know God can bring you out. And that's when wisdom comes in to help you and guide you. And the experiences that you do go through with, it strengthens you. It's leading you to spiritual maturity. Why? Because you went through it. But wisdom also can speak and prevent you from going through certain experiences. So wisdom over experiences are the key to this life. What is wisdom? God's word. What is God's word? Guidance. We need guidance. Psalms 111, the 10th verse the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. And when they say do his commandments, in other words, listen to what wisdom is saying to you to prevent you from going through unnecessary things or unnecessary situations or unnecessary mishaps in your life. Why do you think people go to school to get wisdom of that particular major that they're trying to learn of? And the more they learn of that major, the more they can prevent themselves from mishaps or unwanted, unwanted experiences because why? They studied law. Because why? They studied to become a doctor. So they have to learn the wisdom of a doctor to become a doctor. We have to learn the wisdom of God to become men and women of God. Proverbs, first chapter again, 17th verse, surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. 
and they lay wait for their own blood, they lurk privately from their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which take away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth out. Wisdom crieth without. She utter her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places on of on a course. In the openings of the gates. In the city she uttered her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Now, the Bible is calling you a fool if you hate knowledge. And the scorner delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. How long, how long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Why would you want to not have wisdom? Why would you hate knowledge when knowledge is good for you? Experience can sometimes be pitfalls of immoralities of experiences. Some people cannot make it out of some experiences that they go through. Some may lose their mind. Some may be emotionally distraught because of the experience and it's hard for them to bounce back because their emotions has been torn through that particular experience. Genesis, the 30th chapter, but I do want to read the 17th verse in Proverbs. Just to give you an enlightenment on wisdom, which we all must have. 17th verse. And it reads, Indeed, it is useless to spread the bait net and the sight any bird of any bird. But when these people set a trap for others, they lie in wait for their own blood. So you're reaping what you have sown. They lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives and rush to their destruction. So are there ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. Greed takes away the lives of its possessors. Wisdom warns, starting at the 20th verse. Wisdom warns. Wisdom shouts in the street. What did I say earlier? Wisdom speaks and experience is silent. The 20th verse, wisdom shouts in the street. Wisdom is speaking. She raises her voice in the markets. She calls out 
at the head of the noisy street streets where large crowds gathered at the entrance of the city gate at the entrance of the city gates she speaks her words this is wisdom that speaks her words and here are the words how long O naive ones you who are easily misled will you love being simple-minded and undiscerning can i read that 22nd verse again in the amplified how long O knaves ones you who are easily misled when you love being simple-minded and undiscerning. How long will scoffers who ridicule and deride delight in scoffing? How long will fools who abstainly mock truth and hate knowledge? In other words, like Solomon was saying in Proverbs, in that first verse, through the seventh verse, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, which will take you into a silent experience. Genesis, the 30th chapter, 21st verse. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Levin, send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee, and let me go. Now this is, Jacob was ready to leave his father-in-law and steal for his own. In other words, he wanted to start his own business or create an atmosphere for he, his wives, and his children. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, Laban, the son, the father-in-law, send me away that I may go unto my own place. I want to have my own thing. I want to start my own business. I want to get my own thing going into my country and give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee. And let me go, for thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, this is the key verse. Listen to what Laban said to Jacob. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry, wait. For I have learned by experience that the Lord have blessed me for thy sake. Can I read that again? The 27th verse. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, 
For I have learned by experience that the Lord have blessed me for your sake. Now, Laban learned by experience. But experience was silent down through the years when Jacob was working for Laban and Laban was unaware that the reason why he was being blessed because Jacob was a man of God. Jacob is one of the three. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which is Israel. And the only reason why Laban was blessed because Jacob was in the midst. And he recognized that after Jacob wanted to leave him and start his own business. So Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, Terry, wait, just, just stay a little while longer. For I have learned, I have learned through experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. All of these years, experience was silent to Laban until Jacob decided that he wanted to leave. So a light of wisdom opened up Laban's understanding and gave him a discerning that if it wasn't for Jacob, you wouldn't have been blessed because you was with the man of God and God blessed Jacob and the blessings of Jacob trickled or fell over out of the cup and began to bless Laban. Can I get somebody to say amen? So when you're around somebody that's blessed, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be blessed. If you're around someone that's cursed or doesn't have the favor of God, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. But you're around God-fearing people that has God. And Jacob decided to leave because he wanted to start his own way of doing things with his wives and his children. And Laban asked him to tarry, to wait. Why? Because God was blessing Laban. When Laban took advantage of that, and he, in other words, he was using, or how can I put this? Some people ride off other people's anointing. Some people is around you because you are blessed and they figured that since they're around you, they're going to be blessed also. And the thing is, you have some people that use you because you are blessed. So I'm not saying Laban was doing that. Laban was doing that. But who knows? And he asked him to tarry, to wait there for a little while. Tarry, because I've learned by experience that the Lord have blessed me for thy sake. And experience was silent until Jacob decided to leave. And then wisdom spoke through to Laban about the blessings. And Laban didn't want Jacob to leave because why? 
Jacob was a blessing to Laban. Proverbs, fifth chapter. But we want to read Proverbs, Genesis, I'm sorry. We want to read Genesis in the Amplified, 30th chapter, and see what it says about Laban and Jacob. The 30th chapter of Genesis. Starting at the 25th verse. chapter 25 through 27. Genesis 30, 25 through 27. Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go back to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go for you know the work which I have done for you. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, stay with me for I have learned jumping around for some reason. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go for you know the work which I have done for you. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, stay with me for I have learned from the omens in divination and by experience the omens and divination and by experience that the Lord have blessed me because of you. And Laban said unto Jacob, name your wages and I will give it to you. Jacob answered him, you know how I have served you and how your possessions your cattle and sheep and goats have fared with me, for you had little before I came, and it has increased and multiplied abundantly. And the Lord has favored you with blessings wherever I turn. But now, when shall I provide for my own household? Laban asked, what should I give you? Jacob replied, you shall not give me anything, but you will do this one thing for me, which I now purpose, which I now purpose 
I will again pastor and keep your flock. Let me pass through your entire flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every dark or black one among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And those shall be my wages. See, you listen to what Jacob, J Jacob is taking the bad cattle with him. This is why God has blessed Jacob so much. Now, I'm, a, I'm reminded of a situation with Abraham and Lot. Lot wanted to separate from Abraham. He wanted his land, and he wanted Abraham to have his land. Abraham did the same thing with the concept of what Jacob just did. Abraham told Lot to pick whatever land he wanted and the rest leave to me. Listen at this. That's why Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were so blessed. Listen what Abraham did to Lot. He gave Lot first choice. And Lot finished his choice because Lot thought he had the best part of the land. And as soon as Lot completed his choices, guess what God said to Abraham? He told Abraham to look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. And as far as your eyes can see, those are your lands. You can possess. You can possess it. Now, here's the thing. Lot just got a sprinkle of land from Abraham. And after Lot chose the land that he wanted, God came to Abraham and told him, in other words, he has unlimited possession of land as far as he can see. Now, what am I saying? Listen to what Jacob said. Jacob said, I will take the spotted goat, the spotted sheep. In other words, I, I will take the bad cattle, the bad cattle, and take it with me, and I can start my own business with the bad cattle, and you keep the good cattle. I know that's hard to do with, with some of us that wants to uh, have certain things. But if you listen to what wisdom did, wisdom was there all alone through Jacob. But Laban couldn't see it until after Jacob decided that he wanted to leave and go back to his own country. And then during that season, and the times that Jacob was with his father-in-law and his wives and his, and his children, experience was cited. Why was experience cited? Because experience is selfish. Experience do not want to tell you anything. Experience wants to be silent until you come out or you may not even make it out of that particular experience. But wisdom Wisdom can prevent you if you go back to what Solomon was saying in Proverbs. Anybody that hates knowledge is a fool. 
So wisdom over experience is damage control. Proverbs, fifth chapter, one through four, in the Amplified, and it says, my son, be attentive to my wisdom, godly wisdom learned by costly experience. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may exercise discrimination and discretion. In other words, good judgment. And your lips may reserve knowledge and answer wisely to temptation. The lips of an immoral woman drip honey like a honeycomb. And her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter like the asterisk of warm wood, sharp as a two-edged sword. In other words, she's cunning and she is crafted with craftedness. But if you have discrimination and, dis and discretion, discretion in other words, we have good judgment and your lips may reserve knowledge and understanding wisely to temptation. In other words, be aware. Have the spirit of discernment. Now, when the enemy comes to you and you don't have the spirit of discernment or the acute judgment, which is keen discernment, because Jesus had the acute judgment, that's why he was called the acute judgment of Christ, the keen discernment of Christ. And he discerns and he knew what was going on in his surrounding because of his discernment. When he went to the lady at the well, he had keen discernment. He told her to go to her husband's, her husband. And she said that she don't have a husband. And Jesus said, I know. Because all the ones that you had was not yours. In other words, Jesus had discernment. So wisdom is discernment. And not only that it's discernment, it can give you good judgment in your situation. When Solomon had two women that bore a child, and one of them died. And the one that died was the mom that wanted to take the other child as her own. And Solomon, in his wisdom, said, let's just cut the baby in half. You take one half, and she take one half. But the real mom cried and told Solomon to let her keep the child. Because if you cut the baby in half, what happens? The baby is no longer alive. So she cried and said, give her the baby. And when she said, give her the baby, Solomon gave the baby to the lady that was crying because she knew that that was her baby. She rather that her baby stay alive than to lose it because of a argument. So the wisdom of Solomon knew who the mom was because he used the spirit of discernment and judgment. Wisdom over 
experience. Amen. And that is what I pray for every day is to have wisdom over experience. God, guide me. Keep me. Help me to understand. Give me a mind to know to prevent certain things in my life. Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, starting at the first verse. Every commandment that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do so that you may live and multiply. Let me read that again. Every commandment that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do so that ye may live and multiply. In other words, have long life and multiply by having more children. And go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And ye shall remember always all the ways which the Lord your God has led you these 40 years. <coughs> Talking about the Israelites that was in the wilderness for 40 years in the wilderness so that he might humble you and test you to know that to know what was in your heart, mind, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and allowed you to be hungry and fed you with manna, a substance which you did not know. In other words, they didn't have knowledge of, nor did your fathers know, so that he might make you understand by personal experience that man does not live by bread alone. Now, if you go back to when Jesus was being tempted, when the Holy Spirit took him up to be tempted of the devil, this is what Jesus said to the devil. That man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds, proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And the devil told Jesus, since you're hungry, why don't you command these stones to become bread? Now, Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. He humbled you and allowed you to be hungry and fed you with manna, a substance which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, so that he might make you understand by personal experience. Listen, what Jesus said to the enemy, that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word or every wisdom that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your feet swell these 40 years. Therefore, Know in your heart, be fully cognizant that the Lord your God disciplines and instructs you just as a man disciplines and instructs his son. In other words, give his son wisdom. Wisdom is discipline. Wisdom gives you an insight of whatever situation the enemy is trying to throw at you and you discern it 
by way of God's word and not by way of God's word, but also by the way of the sermon. So you can discipline yourself when, when temptation comes. Here's the thing. The enemy sends a lot of thoughts through your mind, which are thoughts of temptations. And if he can tempt you, then he can have you. See, here's the thing. It's not the temptation that he wants you to take heed to. It's what he wants you after the temptation. If you take heed to that temptation, then after that temptation comes what? Condemnation. Rather than conviction. And then if he can get you to condemn yourself to make you feel like that you're not a man or a woman of God or a child of God, then he has captured you through temptation and then you begin to continue in those other temptations. So that's why the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. In other words, put on God's wisdom. Let him guide you. Let him prepare you. Amen. My son, do not reject or take lightly the discipline of the Lord. This is uh, Proverbs, the third chapter, uh, starting at the 11th verse. And it reads, and I'm closing, My son, do not reject or take lightly the discipline of the Lord. Learn from your mistakes and the testings, the testings, the testing that <clears throat> comes from his correction through discipline. Nor despise his rebuke. For those whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Happy, blessed, considered, fortunate to be admired is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom and the man who gains understanding and insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences. For wisdom, profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain is better than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. And nothing you can wish for compares with her in values, in value. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are highways of pleasantness and favor. And all her paths are peace. When you have wisdom, you have peace. Why? Because you know without a shadow of a doubt that you have discernment and you know that wisdom is going to guide you into sacred and safe places. She is tree, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy, blessed, considered, fortunate to be admired is everyone who holds her tightly. Grip her. Grip wisdom. Grip it, grip it, hold it tightly, 
The Lord, by his wisdom, has founded the earth. When Jesus said, let there be light, that was wisdom. By his understanding, he has established the heavens. The heavens and the earth, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Through what? Through his wisdom. My son, let them not escape from your sight, but keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life to your soul, your inner self, and a gracious adornment to your neck, your outer self. Then you will walk on your way of life securely, and your foot will not stumble. Wisdom over experience. You want to seek God. You want to be with higher heights and deeper depths. In other words, you want to know the height of God and the deepness of God. Ephesians 3, 18-21 may be able to comprehend with all saints, which is the breadth and the length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we shall ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now that's like a benediction most preachers and pastors say at the end of the service. The Spirit of God is staring our soul and awakening our hearts to seek deeper depths and higher heights. This is the time for us to go all out for Christ and the kingdom of God. We don't hold back. We surrender ourselves completely to control and guidance of the Holy Spirit. The statement is so true. Deep is calling to deep. If you read Psalms 42 and 7, when I am in trouble, Psalm 61, 1 through 4, hear me cry, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, but my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thy house, for thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower for the, from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. Forever I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah, we are commanded to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, which commits us to develop spiritually from a basic to a more advanced knowledge of God in his word, which is the wisdom of God. So listen to wisdom. Why? Because wisdom speaks before experience. It speaks before experience. Experience is silent, but wisdom speaks before experience because when wisdom speaks that's damage control 
But if you don't listen to wisdom, then you are a fool. Because you hate knowledge. And there comes the pitfalls. So, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction, which will take you into a silent experience. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. Thank you for wisdom. Guide us, God, in our situations that we might not fall into diverse temptations. All we need to do is ask of you for wisdom, and you will freely give it to us. So we ask you right now, God, to give us wisdom and discretion and good judgment when we see situations tries to creep into our lives unaware. Give us discernment that we may see and that we may understand the situation and that we may prevent the unwanted experiences that attacks us. We thank you and we magnify you. In Jesus' name, God, we pray and we forever give your name the praise the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, God, we love you, and we magnify you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. And we thank you, and we bless you. Amen.
world.